0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of the dime i'm brian fields and with me as always is kellen finney and this week we've got a very special guest brad Notris, chairman and ceo of urban grow brad thanks for taking the time how you doing today thanks for having me gentlemen Uh, doing great thanks so i can only imagine going from a lighting reseller to a high-end turnkey solution there's a bunch of evolutions along the way uh looking back on it now was there single steps that you took kind of saying okay this is clear now how we ended up here, or was it kind of surprising as saying, I never expected us to end up as a full turnkey solution? Because that is a ton of assets, a ton of, a ton of personnel, a ton of really skilled expertise all under one single umbrella.
1: No, it definitely is. And it's really that expertise. So we have hundred over hundred and forty employees today, architects, interior designers, all different types of engineers, horticulturists, and construction management personnel as well. And it's really the the strength and knowledge of those individuals. So we had the horticulturists on our team early. So that was great. They had the knowledge and the know-how of of working in hundreds of facilities. So they brought that value add to our clients. And then by adding these other experts in their individual areas, that's what brought the credibility and know-how to our clients and really built the, the respect in Urban Grow. We earned that respect by bringing solutions to them. So when we set out with these acquisitions, that was the plan, right? We've really executed on that plan by making those acquisitions of architect, engineering and construction firms. But what we didn't know at the time was how we would eventually diversify outside of CEA. That was, that was a pivot that we made as a senior management team and a pivot that was, was in retrospect uh, had to do it. Thank goodness we did.
0: So let's dive a little deeper cuz I can imagine we've got some operators that are listening here and saying okay I'm I'm intrigued by sensors I'm I've had many pain points many losses but not never really sure where to start H- how does it work does a member of urbans grow team come out we walk the facility we provide various hardware and then take us through kind of like the sales strategy is it is it upfront hardware costs or is it like a variety of different SaaS models just so that they can get a general understanding of what it would look like to kind of smartify their, their facility and just increase the ability to track information internally?
1: So the horticulturists, and then the lead architects and engineers, the ones that have you know, been involved with the combined 1,000, 1,200 projects, you know, those are the key, right? Those are the individuals that our operators wanna speak with, not our senior uh, executive team. They wanna speak with the ladies and gentlemen that have accrued this knowledge over so many years. And it's not just cannabis. A lot of these horticulturists have been growing a variety of crops for decades. So it's tapping in. So it's bringing them out to their existing facility, walking the facility, sharing some of the issues they're encountering, and then getting feedback from from our group of whether it is some capex they could put in from an optimization standpoint in order to uh, to fix the problem that they're having. On our clients with new facilities or expanding facilities to, to different states or different markets is bringing us out before they put the architecture, engineering and construction plans together. It's something that we would do with them. It's looking at how people, plants and processes work together together within a facility, so we're building that, or laying or designing that facility, then eventually hopefully building that facility according to the the flow that we set out uh, at the start. It's looking at what in a city or a county, what are the requirements in terms of wastewater and how you treat that wastewater ahead of time. So during that design stage, you know, the goal is then to move into a build stage when licenses are awarded and there's a funding. During the build stage, we're also working on the equipment setup and that's where technology really comes in. We will have discussed it early on in a new facility during that that introductory session of what's out there. We're always looking at new technology. We have an office in Europe and the Netherlands. So those engineers are also looking at what's the, we, we should know the newest technologies in the marketplace for our clients. I want our clients to rely on us to to know that we have that knowledge of what's the latest and greatest out there. And then it's putting that that equipment plan based upon the budget together. Sometimes that will involve a lot of sensors. Oftentimes, if we can control the temperature and if we can control the environment and control the environment ag, a lot of the other issues will never show up in the first place. So if we can properly control that environment, Ideally, they can use biologicals in that facility to manage their pest program, and and it will be great on the on the onset or on the outset when they start up the plan. But in terms of placing sensors throughout the facility, investing in that hardware upfront, in terms of a fix, that that vision that we had three years ago didn't play out. The market wasn't ready in all of CEA for that. I think that's where you're going to see more evolution in the uh, in the years and the decade ahead
0: what question do you wish more retail investors asked you oh, that's a that's a great question i would say the
1: biggest issue we have right now is we are still because we listed you know 90 plus percent of our business when we listed on the nasdaq was tied to the cannabis industry and so it's just getting the message out about how diversified we are and how that diversification will ultimately have, will ultimately provide a huge upside when the cannabis industry begins to to recover. So it's just asking the questions of what do you do apart from cannabis and how does that help your overall, your overall mission? When you look at 2023, the first nine months of the year versus 2022, Our equipment revenues were down by 20 million in 23. And that's $20 million at 18% margin at the time. That's a big hit, right? And so we're set up now to deliver. I think our largest quarter ever for equipment was 15 million. And now it's millions, right? Because there's not a lot of CapEx expenditure right now. But uh, we're set up to deliver not only 30, but 40, 50 plus million dollar quarters without needing to hire any more uh, senior management team or uh, equipment. Like we've got all the process and procedures in place. It's uh, it's just getting money into our clients' hands. And best way to do that is is two ADE, of course, and abolishing that through rescheduling, hopefully, in the very near future.
0: So Brad, when you started your journey in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong?
1: I got right the people. Uh, I've got an incredible team, and that brings you know that's that value that that initial value that clients look for. So we got the right team, we got the right partners. That led, as I'd mentioned, to making some acquisitions in, in other companies as well. That's definitely what we got right. What we got wrong? Oh, geez. Well, investing in technology four or five years ago—that was wrong. It was the right idea, but just at the wrong time. And that was in the wild, wild west days of the space where just spend money, it'll be available if you need it. So when we were done spending the money, the money wasn't available <laughs> if we, we needed it. So working capital has been, uh, has been tough all along. But you know what, the one thing I got wrong early is you should never make assumptions that money will be there. And when we, you just running a profitable business is absolutely key. And uh, for a while, it's not just me, but there's a lot of leaders that were investment spending heavily in the future. And um, if I could do it all again, the last two years, I would have really been more focused and not investment spending so much into the long run. And um, I wish that I had about two quarters earlier than, than we did start to start to diversify. Wish we'd taken those steps a couple quarters early. No, but but that's it. You also live and learn, and it's nothing that we missed. It's uh, the entire industry missed it. Who would have ever thought? Three years ago, we were at the two two years, three quarters ago, we were at the all-time high for the cannabis uh, sector. Now we're coming off the all-time lows.
0: So Brad, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to buy Urban Growth Stock. Where can they find you?
1: NASDAQ, uh, symbol U-G-R-O. Or you can reach out to investors at urban-gro.com.
0: Thank you. We'll link it up on the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, gentlemen. I really
1: appreciate it. We'll see you again.
0: Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you.